Davis has Golden Boyd and Gradley Martin at his disposal. Davis has the basketball, looks to inbound, throws right corner, Boyd, shot fake with four, with three, Boyd to the rim, lay up, he laid it in with two and a half seconds left, inbound, Lomax with one, they don't get a shot off, they don't get a shot off, the cannon couldn't get the shot off, Nick Boyd the hero, Florida Atlantic, we'll see on Sunday here in Columbus, Florida Atlantic 66, Memphis 65, an absolute thriller. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That audio courtesy of the All Radio Network. Thank you to them. That was Friday night as FAU won their first ever NCAA tournament game in most exciting fashion. And our Ken LaVica of this show, Ken LaVica Live, on the call, uh, you can hear the passion. That's real love from Ken LaVica. They're on the site. There's nothing like college basketball. There's nothing like the madness of March. And there's nothing like having your team advance and stay on the road and not come home and figure out how they're going to rewash their clothes and manage their resources. It's unlike anything else. It is the madness of March, and we love it like no other time of the year. I'm not going to lie, though. I know this firsthand. Equipment managers, they live for this as well. I mean, they want to go through the hectic, all the, the mania that's going on Nobody right now. Nobody wants to go home. Right. No. And a man who knows a lot about not going home, because for consecutive years, as a member of that Florida Gator staff, they didn't go home until the nets were cut down once and for all. He also, of course, at UT Chattanooga and UMass, Matt McCall joins us live on Ken LaVica Live. Josh Cohen in for Ken LaVica and alongside Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Matt, first of all, thank you for taking time. It's that time of the year that you start feeling those things like, man, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And Ken must be sleeping right now. He, he said he's had a busy weekend. He must be taking a break just to catch his breath. I actually listened to him a little bit on the radio yesterday, driving back from Fort Lauderdale back up here to uh, Jupiter, Florida, and, and what a great call! And you can tell Ken's passion there on the on the air for FAU, and he's been there for a while, and uh, he's seen some good times, he's seen some bad times, and for a guy like Ken, you're rooting for him too to enjoy this experience because there's nothing like it. And like you guys said, the managers they're enjoying it too. We'll find out where we're going to wash the clothes. Don't worry about that. <laughs> as a former as a former manager, we'll figure that out. Uh, to be able to stay out on the road and keep advancing in this tournament is just such a great experience for everyone that's associated with your program. Matt McCall joining us on Ken LaVica Live. Josh Cohen in for Ken alongside Stone Labanowitz. Um, you got to settle this because we talk about now washing the uniforms. Last night, <laughs> Charles Barkley on TNT coverage explaining <laughs> that back in the day, he used to wear his uniform into the shower so he could wash it in the shower. Clark Kellogg's losing his mind. Meanwhile, uh, Kenny Smith is completely beside himself. And Barkley swears that this is a normal thing, a regular thing. Have you ever in your life heard of a player wearing their uniform in the shower so they could clean it themselves while the team stayed on the road, Matt McCall? Maybe that's how they do things in Auburn, Alabama. I don't know, <laughs> but I've never once in my life ever Heard of that, seen that, <laughs> manager, director of basketball operations, assistant coach or a head coach, ever had a player jump in the shower with his uniform. I don't know what kind of culture they had there at Auburn when <laughs> Parkley was there, but that's one of those things that everyone's eyebrows are raised and say, what? I don't think so. you got people on staff that are going to be able to take care of that. So, no, I've never seen that, and that was one of the more 
uh, absurd things I've ever heard. It was entertaining, to say the least. Well, you settled that for us, and I'm not surprised. I imagine that was the case. But, Matt, from a coach to a manager to director of operations to a broadcaster, you know the game. You understand perception. You understand the madness that is March. People are calling this a Cinderella story, a Cinderella team. And I'm saying, as a 31-win team heading into the tournament, as a nine playing an eight, as a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and then on Sunday being a 15-point favorite, this is not a Cinderella story. This is an unknown team that's a very good team that belongs where they are, and no one should be shocked that they found their way to play a second weekend in Madison Square Garden. Am I crazy? This is not a Cinderella story. You're not crazy at all. I actually had them beating Purdue in the second round. Wow. Uh, I said it on the field of 68. I, I said they're a team that can beat Purdue. I never would have thought FDU would have beaten Purdue, but they're a team that can beat Purdue because Vlad Golden and Rosado yep. have the size to match up with Zach Eady. The unselfishness, how FAU's played all season. They've been in top 50 in defense and offense all season long. I thought that FAU would be able to beat Purdue. I really did. And I said it on the field of 68 on Selection Sunday, they asked me, Coach McCall, what is your most shocking thing about the bracket being revealed? And I said, the fact that Florida Atlantic is a nine seed shocks me. Wow. You have 31 wins. They beat Florida, who I know was not an NCAA tournament team, but they were an NIT, NIT team that was a quad one win for Florida Atlantic when they beat them. They would have beaten Ole Miss, too, had Michael Forrest been in that game. They would have. And I think that that loss actually catapulted them. Look at the Conference USA in terms of the teams that they beat. North Texas, UAB. I mean, those are really, really good basketball teams. And they just found a way to respond all year, even when maybe, you know, after the Florida win, everyone was like, oh, they're going to have a letdown because Bryant's really, really good. And Bryant has a talented team. They went to the NCAA tournament. Man, they just took care of business in that game. Playing FIU, a rival game, once the students were all let out of campus because they were everybody was on Christmas break, and you're kind of raising your eyebrow, why is Conference USA making them play this game right now? There's nobody there. They didn't have the environment that they had all year. Found a way to win the game, handle business. That's what this team has done all year. You cannot tell me that there are, you know, whatever it may be, 30 teams that are, are better than them in this country. And I, I thought Coach May said it last night in his in his press conference when he talked about one of his mentors and Coach Davis from Detroit that came in their locker room after they played them early in the season. Guys, you have the capability of being a top-five team in the country. And I totally agree with that. I totally agree. And we're going to see a conflicting of styles on Thursday night in terms of them lining up and playing Tennessee. But I'll say this. Texas, I feel like, is a team that has prepared FAU to play this game against Tennessee. Matt McCall, broadcaster, coach, college basketball insight here on Ken Levick Alive. Real quick, you mentioned FAU being a nine seed. I mentioned last hour how that turned out to be advantageous for them. But we understand perception and brands. How much, in your opinion, was FAU being a nine seed because of the perception of, well, that brand and they can't be legitimate because these decisions aren't being made by the general public, by the casual fan, by the person that fills out one bracket a year. This is being made by the people that are supposed to know. How much is the perception of the program factoring into them being a nine? 
I mean, I, I would say it has something to do with it, no question about it. You're looking at a team that hadn't been to the NCAA tournament uh, only one time under Sidney Green. What was that, back in 2002? Yeah. I mean, we had a really good team in, in 2011 with Ray Taylor and Greg Gant and Brett Royster, Alex Tucker, Shavar Richardson, God rest his soul. We, we had a really good team that year. Uh, won the regular season in the Sun Belt, but you know, lost in the, the quarterfinals of the, of the tournament. So you're looking at a team that just had one bid um, mm. throughout the history of the program. I think it plays into factor. And I don't think Conference USA got nearly enough respect as it should have this year. And you look at the top of it, too, with just those two teams, three teams, really. North Texas is a really good team. There's teams that they were clearly better than that got into the field in the NCAA tournament. UAB is a really good team. Had one of the best players, one of the best guards, not only in the conference but in the country. Jelly. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think the league got enough credit for just how good the league was this year, uh, and I think that played a, a factor as well. Mm. Plus two, everyone wants to see storylines, especially in the first round. So what did the NCAA committee did? They picked FAU to play against Memphis, who are going to be in the same league next. Season. Oh, that's mm. a storyline. That's something for you know Clark Kellogg and the guys on CBS to talk about, yeah. right? Like that's Great. something that that they can talk about on the broadcast. So that plays uh, that plays a fact. Iona UConn. That's a storyline. Danny Hurley versus Rick Pitino. Mm. That's a storyline. That's something people are going to talk about on the broadcast. So I think that plays into consideration as well. It's a great point. Matt, I don't want to, I don't know your relationship with Andy Katz. I don't want to pin you two up against each other here. But <laughs> a couple hours ago, Andy Katz put out his Sweet 16 power rankings. Have you seen this yet? I have not. Okay. I have not seen that Okay. No. Agree or disagree with his power rankings having FAU dead last number 16? Totally disagree. Could not disagree more. Uh, and, and no disrespect to Princeton. But I think if FAU <laughs> lines up and plays the Tigers, FAU is winning the game. I said this going into yesterday's game, and I thought fairly Dickinson had the right game plan, and I give Coach May credit in terms of sticking with what they do. Everyone, and even on the broadcast, wanted them to deviate from you know playing man-to-man, switching. No, this is what we do. This is who we are. This is what's got us to this point. We're not playing zone. We're going to keep Vlad Golden and Rosado in the game at the five, even though they're playing five guards. I think that gives his team confidence. But you cannot tell me that those two teams are going to play, 98% of the country is not picking FAU over Princeton. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. don't see it. I, I think I look at the matchup with, versus Tennessee, and I like the matchup for FAU because I think North Texas playing them twice really prepared them for this game. There's no Zakai Ziegler. He was hurt. Tennessee struggled coming down the stretch playing without them. They've won two games going into this next one. They beat Duke. Obviously, great win. But I like the matchup for FAU. I, I think they can beat Tennessee. I really believe that. You've got a high-powered offense yep. versus a really, really good defense. But the ball movement that FAU has, and John L. Davis, we can't say enough about him and what mm-hmm. he's been able to do. And a guy that, you know, early on in the season was coming off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. like, think about the sacrifice that this team has made. I like FAU in this game. I really do. I do as well. I'm glad to hear you say that. In Las Vegas, showing this dog, this alleged Cinderella, just a five to a five and a half point cushion 
tells you that they're taking the L seriously as well. Matt McCall joining us here on Ken LaVica Live. Uh, you, Coach, uh, you know something that we don't, and that is what happens when you are heading to the Sweet 16, when it's guys, pack up the stuff, we're not going home, we're going to that uh, host city instead. What Give the audience an idea of what that's like, because now you're in that weird in-between of we made the tournament, we won these games, we're, stay, we're not going home, we're, we're on to the next destination. How does the how do the days play out? How does the structure work? What is that like for the players and for the staff? Is now you've got this turnaround um, until you try and do it all over again on Thursday? Well, had FAU played on Friday, I got to imagine the NCAA would have would have sent them home uh, today. They would have traveled back to Boca or maybe even last night um, travel back to Palm Beach or Fort Lauderdale, whatever airport they're flying into. I think those NCAA tournament planes are probably too big to land in that private airport right there on campus uh, for FAU. But the fact that they played yesterday and now play Thursday, uh, that's something that happened twice while I was at Florida where we didn't return to campus. But it's kind of cool if you're able to return to campus because there's going to be a buzz and there's going to be fans at the airport that are greeting you and they are celebrating you and it just creates even more excitement. Uh, those guys not getting to experience that, you, you want them to be able to see that. But what they'll do is, is they'll travel today. Uh, today will be an off day. i got to imagine they're not practicing today. They're going to take today off to rest, uh, recuperate. They'll watch some film. There'll be some film sessions once they get, once they get to New York. And then tomorrow is a practice day. Hey, we, we've got to start getting prepared you know, for this Tennessee team and for this Tennessee defense. Uh, and then all of a sudden now we're looking at Wednesday. It's that open practice. It's that closed practice. It's media availability. And then you play on th- Thursday. is going to be here before they know it. Be here before they know it. Uh, so there won't be what you think is enough time. Uh, the times that we did it at Florida, uh, Brad Beal's freshman year is, is a time that comes to mind. Uh, we played in Omaha. Uh, we ended up beating Norfolk State in the second round and flew straight to uh, Phoenix. Uh, where we'd play Marquette that was coached by Buzz Williams and then turn around the next game and, and play Louisville coached by Rick Pitino had a big lead at half, ended up losing that game to go to the final four. Uh, and then the following year we did the exact same thing. Uh, we had played and, and then traveled to Dallas. We had played in Austin, Texas, the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. They send your families home, but you're going on to the next stop. And then your families end up meeting you there uh, the day before the game. So, uh, it's interesting. Probably, probably take the team out to dinner tonight. A little loose today. Uh, relax. Watch some film. Clean up the game from yesterday. And then tomorrow's a practice day, and it's time to get down to business. College basketball coach and analyst Matt McCall joining us on Ken LaVica Live. I'm Josh Cohen in for Ken. He's on his way to New York. Stolen Banowitz alongside. But, Coach, you mentioned Omaha, and you mentioned Austin, and all these towns are great, and Sweet 16's great. But this is FAU going to play, take shoot-around in what is known as the world's most famous arena. This is Madison Square Garden. This is New York City. Big East teams, they play the tournament there, they know. ACC team, they know. How much is the? I mean, this is a real factor for a team now because you do get a little starstruck. You look in the rafters. You do look around and think, oh, my God, this is where Muhammad Ali fought. Oh, my God, this is where this happened. Uh, how much of the garden effect is something that FAU would better get used to quick and get it out of their system before Thursday rolls around? Well, uh, you know, I don't even know if they can get in there and practice tomorrow, but I, I think that's one of the things, you know, with the open practice that, hey, listen, we're going in here. 
like we're going to enjoy this experience. We're, we're going to enjoy being in the garden. But, man, we're here to win. Yeah. And we can't get caught up in, hey, this is the world's most famous arena. Like We're, we're not getting caught up in that. Mm-hmm. We're here to win. Hopefully a guy like Jalen Gaffney, who played at UConn, I'm sure he's been in the garden before, can say, guys, it's great. But hey, we're we're going to take that that elevator that they bring the they bring the the elephants and the yep. and the, the, the you know the tigers and everything when they have this, the the zoo in the garden. It's the same thing. We're taking circus. the exact same elevator. It's the same the circus when they have the circus in there. It's the same elevator that LeBron takes. Yeah, but it's the same elevator we're going to take. And the courts, it's the old thing in Hoosiers. The rim's the same. The courts the same distance. Let's not get caught up in the glitz and glamour of playing in here. We'll enjoy it on the open practice. There'll be fans in there and. We can get Elijah Martin doing his 360 dunks, and everybody's going to ooh and ah. But on the day of the game, we're here. It's all about business. you got to block that out, and we've got to go out there and perform. Entering that building covering the UFC, I've been in awe. I mean, not even the first time. I mean, the third or the fourth time. It's still, the building does have an aura. Stolma Banowitz, question again from Matt McCall. Yeah, so we're talking about the importance of playing in the Mecca. Matt, is this a game? Is this a spot? Is this a lead-up? Where you really lean on a guy like John L. Davis? I mean, Nelly's been so important to this team. We know what he did last time on the court, right? 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals. First time ever that's been done in March Madness. Is this a spot where, hey, you look to Nelly and say, we need you here? Well, I think you need everybody, right? I mean, I thought, too, yesterday, they were reeling a little bit in the first half. FAU and Brandon Weatherspoon made two big threes. You kind of scratch your head on a couple that he took after that, but uh, they're going to need everybody. They're going to need everybody to step up. I, I, I think this is a game, too. Elijah Martin has been so good. He has struggled at times, but he has been so good throughout the course of this season. I think he's another X factor because when FAU decides to go small and he's in there and he's in there at the four spot, how is Tennessee going to handle him? Because he can play off the bounce. He can make threes. And, and again, yesterday you look at that game in terms of FAU attacking FDU's press. They were kind of back on their heels at times, just not really attacking it to score. And Martin's a guy, because of his playmaking ability, that's so important out there for him. Greenlee as well. I, I think this is going to have to be a, a total team effort. You know, Nick Boyd, John L. Davis, Greenlee, everybody, Martin, Michael Forrest, they're going to need everybody. But like you see in game one, Nick Boyd, He's kind of the hero. He makes the shot. Uh, and then in game two, what John L. Davis did, that's what makes this team so good. You don't know whose night it's going to be. Those kids, they celebrate each other's success. And that's what makes them so difficult to guard. When the ball is moving and they play unselfish and they celebrate each other, it could be anyone's night. But I think, you know, versus Tennessee defense, They've held both teams in the 50s in their first two-round games. They're going to need everybody, and they got to attack them. Don't, don't let Tennessee, because they're big, they're physical, they're one of the best you know, defensive teams in the country, go right at them. Like We're here. We're here to win. We're going to play our style. This is what's got us to that point. Attack them and take it to them. Last question, Matt McCall. You mentioned Elijah Martin. As time was expiring, after – Fairleigh Dickinson decided, we're not going to foul. We're not going to drag this out. He attempts that 360 dunk. It bounces out. The arena boos him soundly. You as coach, what's the first thing you say to him, and what do you say to the opposing coach in that spot? Well, first of all, I don't even know if he was really trying to make it. 
touching. Huh. Um, FAU was getting booed the whole game. Yeah, um, you could you could tell that the entire arena outside of the section of FAU fans mm-hmm. was rooting against those guys. You could see some of the fans even sitting corkside was 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 barking at them. Elijah Martin is a fantastic competitor. Dusty May is one of the highest character coaches in the NCAA. I'm sure Dusty apologized to their coach. I wouldn't make it a bigger deal than it really needs to be. You're talking about a program that's never been in this point. Yeah. And a player that's never been in this point. And I think you pull him aside. Hopefully those guys got to the locker room and they celebrated. And it, it you know, Coach May didn't make it a big deal once they got to the locker room. Cause, and I even got a little, as, as someone that's in the media and, and a part of the media now, even when Coach May was being interviewed after the game, listen, FAU is going to the Sweet 16. Don't ask him what he's talking to the opposing coach about. Make it all about what this program is doing. And to me, I got a little bit annoyed when Coach May is having to answer questions right when the clock hits zero about Elijah Martin's 360 dunk. He's going to handle that. He'll handle that with Martin and say, hey, you know, we don't need that. This is an opportunity for you to grow and get better. We don't need you to do that in that moment. Just dribble the, the ball out and, and handle things and handle them the right way. Coach May will handle that, but that should have been all about FAU and what they did and the fact that that program is going to the Sweet 16. Martin's going to grow. He'll get better from it. Dusty May's going to handle it. Hopefully those guys just got to the locker room and celebrated because what they've done, not just to get to the Sweet 16, but all season long, is so impressive. It's unbelievable. Coach May took the job. He had a vision. He had a plan, and that's why this program is where it is. And they got a chance. They got a chance. It's going to be a tough road <laughs> these next two games. But stranger things have happened. Amen. You look at the parity of college basketball this year, and man, anybody can win this thing. Amen. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I thought. I feel a relief that you like them against Tennessee as well. And I feel um, validated that you agree this is not a Cinderella story. This is a great basketball team and a solid program that's right where they belong. They earn these wins. There's nothing shocking about it. Uh, Matt McCall, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. And I'm sure we all look forward to hearing you next time. You got it, guys. Anytime. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. Matt McCall, college basketball coach, analyst, NBC Sports joining us here on Ken LeVick Alive. We're going to talk to the man of the hours. This is his show. This is his time. And when I tell you that our ESPN West Palm teammates were more excited for him than they were for the team, the university, for any of their brackets, uh, Stone, you saw the thread of teammates to Ken Levicka. This was a celebration of Ken being happy because the team that he defends and fights for And through the bad times and now the good that he lives for and loves, he had a chance to celebrate something tangible on Friday night. Yeah, if we were on a FaceTime call, we would have seen tears, right? Those were the type of texts that were coming in. Just mad love for Ken, and I think rightfully so. He's earned it um, each and every step of the way. It's been cool to kind of be a part of this process, right, as an attachment to him. So we'll take a break, come back, and talk to Ken. Is that correct? That is correct. Ken Levicka will join us live on his show. He's live on his show. That's Don Lebanowitz. I'm Josh In on ESPN 106.3. Davis has Golden Boyd and Grandley Martin at his disposal. Davis has the basketball, looks to inbound, throws right corner. Boyd, shot fake with four, with three. Boyd to the rim, layup, good! He laid it in with two and a half seconds left. Inbound, Lomax with one. They don't get a shot off. They don't get a shot off. The Cannon couldn't get the shot off. Big Boyd, the hero. Boyd. 
absolute thriller. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That was the equivalent of Al Michaels' Do You Believe in Miracles for the Palm Beaches and the Treasure Coast. Our own Ken LaVica, courtesy of Owl Radio. Thank you. On Friday night, as the FAU Owls had won their first ever NCAA tournament game, advancing to the second round last night, and it was, we all know, winning their way to Madison Square Garden in the Sweet 16. Um, You can hear in Ken's voice, that is not just a man doing a job. That is a man fulfilling a dream. And not his dream, but rather the dream of that program, that university. His loyalty should never be questioned. His love and passion, not for the job, but for the university and its programs, should be fully at some point appreciated. And I'm not done getting him a Conference USA championship ring from football from four years ago or five years ago now. We're not done with that uh, attempt, Stone. That's Stone. I'm Josh in for Ken, who now joins us live from, I believe, the city of New York. Uh, Sweet 16 week. Ken, you're in New York. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm uh, standing at a uh, a baggage carousel in LaGuardia right now. (laughs) It sounds every bit like a baggage claim in LaGuardia. Every bit like that. Um, Ken, as you hear the audio from yourself on Friday night, was that an out-of-body experience? Was that playing out in real time for you? You've called a thousand games. But this obviously was different with different circumstances pending. Yeah, and what's crazy, too, is that standalone outside of the NCAA tournament, that would have been Florida Atlantic's first ever win against a ranked team, too, in program history. So in the same year they got ranked for the first time, they beat a ranked team for the first time. It just so happens, though, it happens in the NCAA tournament with Penny Hardaway on the opposing sideline. And the final five minutes of that game were insane from – Weird officiating to timely held balls to big shots to hustle plays and then a brilliant uh, out-of-bounds play that Dusty made threw up for the game winner when everything was lost. FAU had squandered some opportunities. It, it was an out-of-body experience. I think I blacked out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, it, it, listen, it, it's not just the school. It's not just the programs, but these guys, this group, these dudes, no matter what people are going to say today, and I know you guys have talked about it a little bit with Elijah Martin, like these are great guys who deserve absolutely everything they've gotten. They don't fly charters yeah. like every other team in the nation does. They're the only ranked team all year that doesn't fly charters. We fly commercial. These dudes, we've slept in our own beds, and these guys have slept in their own beds three times this month uh, wow. with various travel that they've had. And for them to do what they did against the Memphis team that was a favorite that had just beaten the number one team in the nation four days prior, like, that was so, so special. So special. Ken LaVica joining us live on Ken LaVica Live. It's getting a little meta. It's obviously a little loud. Stone wants to ride that level while Ken's not Sorry. speaking. He wants to ride that. <laughs> yep. uh, he wants to ride that level while Ken's not speaking. Right? Ken LaVica, we all, we've talked about many times, you and I, his teammates, and of course, his co-host together, the difference between what we believe will happen and what we want to happen. Which was a bigger surprise for you? FAU winning that game on Friday night or the love that you received from all of your teammates on a text thread where they were so unbelievably happy for you at the end of a late night that also happened to be St. Patrick's Day, which was more surprising to you? Everybody was still awake. That was the most surprising part. And, you know, we're all tight at ESPN West Palm, so I wasn't surprised that everyone is reaching out 
I, to, to, to say congratulations like I did anything. I just called it. I've spent a lot of time at FAU, but I just called the thing. But that was not surprising at all. The way I remember Memphis wasn't surprising. The way in which it happened, though, was it made me ill. It made me euphoric. It was exhausting. And so that was a little bit of just a shell shock. But i got to tell you, Josh, like it took me a full six, seven hours to get around to finally like responding to all the texts I got from different people, from ESPN West Palm teammates, emails, Instagram DMs, the whole thing. Like my phone has, has never blown up like this. And I just love it because it means FAU's getting attention. People are recognizing them. They're now a national brand. This is, to me, this is bigger than anything they've done in football from a bowl perspective, even Lane Kiffin. This, is, this has been the pinnacle. But, Ken, you, you understand, when you get all those text messages, that is not necessarily people wanting to be a part of the FAU storybook. This is people showing legitimate joy and love for you. This is, speaking of, these people knowing how you covered all those games and broadcast all those games and did them by yourself in an empty gym and you couldn't give away tickets. This is them showing love to you, not as much necessarily the program of the victory. You understand that, right? But Josh, you've known me for a long time. You know that I don't I don't take that stuff well, right? Like I don't like I don't like from that respect attention to be paid for I get me. It. I don't receive compliments particularly well. So I, I do understand that. It's just, you know, it's not of my nature to be like, Oh, please shower me with praise. Like I just I don't I don't love that. But yeah, I it did occur to me and my, my parents told me the same thing and it's, it's cool. It is cool, and I do appreciate everybody reaching out and feeling good for me, but extend that to the players, though, too, and, and the coaches, because they are... I, I'm, not, I'm not able to experience this and be walking to a bustle of water right now about to go to Madison Square Garden if it's not for the fact that these dudes are just flat-out real. It, it just, I, I want to make sure you have in perspective that these folks are happy for FAU, these folks are happy for this team, but they're that much happier for you. Stone, go ahead. Ken, uh, Stone here. First of all, I, I love you and I miss you. Do you, do you miss Do you miss me? Smooches, dog. Smooches. I do miss you so much. I'm so oh glad to hear you back from your darkness retreat. <laughs> listen, though. Listen, though. Okay, so obviously I've gotten the chills. Right? I've shed a few tears watching that video that Theo Dorsey got of you on courtside. All that stuff was next level, but you got to meet Dave Portnoy. You got to meet some of the stoolies and stuff. I mean, I, how, how weird was that in real time? Uh, I mean, it honestly, it wasn't that cool. They're all sort of like fat and lumpy and a little bit dirty. And uh, I'll say this too. I was all set to give Portnoy another chance, but then he picked against FAU against him. He did. You're right. Barstool's dead to me. I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need any of that stuff at all. Love it. So, yeah, Portnoy had his chance, and now he's done. (laughs) I've run into that guy at parties. It's not that big of a thrill. I've run into Portnoy. No, he's really... Yeah, it's not that big of a thrill. He's really lumpy. He's super lumpy. So, so have you ever called a game from Madison Square Garden? You and I have had conversations about Duke and in football, uh, you know, significant stadiums and venues. Have you ever had a chance professionally to call a game inside the mecca of basketball, the world's most famous arena, 
Madison Square Garden. So like Josh, forget calling a game at MSG. I've actually never physically been wow. in MSG before. So this is going to be a first time for me. Uh, and I've always wanted to be in the place that hosts the Westminster Dog Show. This is a huge <laughs> Oh my place. God. To yes. be able to walk through those doors. And, and I heard that there's some low-end poverty basketball franchise that calls it home. But man, have you seen the Beagles that roll through there? That place, I can't wait to walk through those hallowed halls. Come on, man. All kidding aside, all kidding aside, you know, Dean Dean makes fun of Madison Square Garden for being a dump, but the history is that we know that you're not fond of Wrigley Field for obvious reasons, but the history and the aura that is, this has to be beyond, for all those times you called a game from an empty gym by yourself with nobody caring, now you get a sweet 16 opportunity from the garden of all places. You're not going to Albany, you're not going to Buffalo, you're not going to Omaha, you're going to the garden. Don't tell me that's not special to you. It's going to be awesome. And uh, like you realize my, my seat for these games, and if you were looking closely at Columbus and watching the TV broadcast, I'm sorry, it's been a little lot because we're on the bus here and the guys are all jacked. But yeah. um, uh, I was on the floor. You could see me. And uh, it's going to be the same place. I'm going to be on the floor at Madison Square Garden calling these games. or hey, Calling these games. Hey, hey, Tennessee, they can be beaten. Calling these games on uh, mm. Thursday and Saturday. And that's awesome. Like sitting on the floor at MSD, the same place where uh, where uh, you have Billy Crystal sitting, right? And uh, it's just awesome. It's, it's really, really, really cool. Stone Banowitz, anything you want to say to your uh, radio partner for life? Well, besides, I love you and I miss you. All right, they're five-and-a-half-point dogs. I mean, what do the boys need to do to get it done against an SEC squad? Straight up, who's got to show up? Uh, you got to be physical. you got to be super physical, and this is going to be a, a, a black golden game for sure. Like, you saw what they did against Duke. They're throwing elbows, and they're getting physical, and we've got concussed Duke players and the whole thing. So if you get physical and start hitting shots, if you didn't shoot particularly well and still found a way into the Sweet 16, you shoot well, and you play physical in a slow-down pace, you can beat Tennessee. Absolutely can beat Tennessee. You just got to play an A game, and FAU was playing about a C-plus, D-minus game at times uh, in, uh, in Columbus. I picked the Owls last night to beat this Tennessee team. I'm not impressed by the SEC or this Tennessee squad. But, Ken, I need you to settle something that was the beginning of your show today. It was topic A, and I argued this with Stone Lebanowitz. This is a 31-win team heading into a tournament, now 33-3 and on the season. I contest. This is not a Cinderella story. This is a great team that has earned the right to be where they are. They're not some unknown Cinderella. Do you agree or disagree? This is not a Cinderella story. I actually saw you tweet that, and I thought that was an awesome discussion because I've actually struggled with this over the last four or five days, because, and especially after Fairleigh Dickinson won. So right. you've got FAU. And when's the last time a nine seed was considered a Cinderella, right? But then you've also got a team like FAU that has never even been close to being in this position. And it's really come out of nowhere. They're an unknown when it comes to basketball. But you're right. They won 30 games coming into the tournament. They're at 33 now. So how do you classify that? And this is the same FAU team. And, Josh, I'm telling you, no other mid-major in the country 
could have survived what if they did last night where you had 15,000 fans yeah. overtly, vociferously cheering against them as a nine seed, right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't think they're a Cinderella. They're a great story. Thank you. Thank you. But I think they've proven enough where they're not a Cinderella. These dudes have 33 damn wins going into the Sweet 16. It's in a Cinderella story. This is an elite basketball team. Exactly. Thank you. Back to you, ugly stepsister. Ken, is there Stone. anything you would like to say to Andy Katz, right? Sweet 16 power rankings. They came out two hours ago. He's got you guys dead last at number 16, the platform reserves. Anything for Andy? No, that's all right, because that dunce has had FAU down in the power rankings all year long that he's put together. Um, whether it is his bracketology, he works for the NCAA, his bracketology, whether it was his power rankings going in to the second round of, of this NCAA tournament. Uh, Andy Katz hasn't given FAU any sort of love at any point, so I don't need love from him now. These guys don't need love for him now. He's been left off. He's an outsider to this entire group, so who cares? Who cares? That, He's a nobody. That dunce, said Ken Levicka. Ken, I know you saw the video. Uh, real quick, nonverbal read of you calling the final uh, seconds of the uh, Memphis win on Friday night. Your jubilation was consistent with a toddler. This was not adult happiness. Your, 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 your jumping, your, your, your quick little repetitive jumping is consistent with a toddler's joy, not an adult that is victorious, just so you're aware. Yeah, that was that was uh, like one of my kids a couple of years ago when I would bring applesauce and applesauce pouch out of the floor. I know it looked a little weird, and I promise I'm um, more athletic than that. But uh, understand, Josh, I was in that weird I was in that weird balance where yeah. I'm super excited and I'm trying to contain it though, and at least. At least bring uh, a, a amount of decorum there because I can't jump on the table, pump fist, start start celebrating no. like going full fledged Michael Jordan beating the Cavs, jump in the air, uh, you know, arm flail. But I also couldn't control my body either, so I was in a weird in between. Couldn't control my body, but how great would it have been if he got up there and uh, stood on the table and did one of those old wrestling X Pox or whatever the. The, the the DX yeah the DX move and did that to the uh, opposing. I tell you what, Sports Center. Uh, I mean, I tell you what, I was about to do that to the uh, Fairleigh Dickinson coach last night, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. decided against it. But um, but yeah, that would have been that would have been good theater. But uh, alas, I get to keep my job because I would have lost it in the most important part of this uh, profession I've ever had. We are happy for you. We are proud of you. We are excited to hear more from you tomorrow. At regularly scheduled time. Ken Levicka, thank you for appearing on Ken Levicka Live in a meta, weird kind of a twist of you being the host and guest simultaneously. Get lost. And get lost. Now, JC, JC, appreciate you uh, doing this today. Like, seriously, thank you for doing this. And Stone, I'm glad you're back from your darkness retreat, and we'll talk tomorrow Ooh. at noon. Appreciate you, Ken. Thank you so much. Ken Levicka, who is, of course, the host of Ken Levicka Live, this show, who is on his way from LaGuardia to the team hotel because this little trip for Columbus, Ohio opening round turned into a second round, turned into an extended stay to Madison Square Garden, the Mecca for the Sweet 16 of college basketball. Uh, hey, is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, the team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as the new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love to do as quickly as possible. You can learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources 
of experienced physicians with leading edge treatments and technology providing advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information baptist health orthopedic care has offices located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more again at baptisthealth.net slash ortho He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Brother Love. We wrap it up next. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Brother Love in for Ken Levick on this March Madness Monday. Stone Labanowitz holding it down. With you for just another six minutes or so. The home team today will be live from four to six. Myself, Dean Thomas, who's back from UFC shoots out in Boston. And of course, Tina, a.k.a. S2T2. Uh, speaking about out and about spring training time. It's starting to wrap up here. Final stretch. Stone. That's right. It's 2023 spring training at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. It's your chance to see the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros, and also the Washington Nationals. Single game tickets on sale now at ballparkofthepalmbeaches.com or by calling 561-500-HITS. Come on down to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches tomorrow for Alex Bregman, Bobblehead Day, plus fireworks, of course, throughout the season. Bark at the park and a whole bunch more. 561-500-HITS. Or at ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Let's go to the phones, 888-760-ESPN, 888-760-3776. Let's begin with Keedy in West Palm Beach on Kellevica Live. Hi, Keedy. Hey, guys. I'll make this quick, but before my main point, I just want to say great insight there from Coach McCall. What I'd say to the team is whether it's you know Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, or LeBron James, or us playing at Madison Square Garden this coming weekend, we all put our basketball shorts on the same way. That's one leg at a time. Yeah. But my main point was just to call in quickly and say hello and goodbye to anybody that stood in FAU's way this past <laughs> weekend. We're on to New York, New York. Thanks, guys. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate you, Katie. Thanks, Thank Katie. you. Was he playing uh, New York, New York? Is that uh, what that was there at I, the end? I can guarantee it. Start spreading the news. I mean, you know more than I do. Uh, well, I would imagine that uh, I'm familiar with little Frank Sinatra sound, for sure. This is a special time of the year, but it's more special when you get people deserving of enjoying it for once. Ken being the play-by-play guy for FAU. The university being able to advance, to make the field, to win a game, to win a second game, to be the most favored team yesterday, to play in the Sweet 16, and to do it not in Omaha, not in Austin, not in Denver. But at Madison Square Garden, it's just one of those special things that you get a chance to say, I did it, I saw it, I lived it, and that's special for everybody. I mean, it's just so special. And the problem that I'm dealing with is uh, trying hard to not put my hard-earned dollars on these owls, right? I, I mean, it's just tough, right? These owls, are they got my heart, right? They say, don't do it with your heart. But right. they're right there, and they're knocking on the door of an SEC team, and they're only dogged by five points. I mean, this is going to be special. Special come Thursday night. I asked a question on my Twitter, Josh on air on Twitter, if you follow along. On Instagram, the former world champion. It's a long story, I'll explain. Um, how far will FAU go in the NCAA tournament? To the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, to the championship game, or it ends Thursday night? How do you think these people voted? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll go Elite Eight for maybe 25%. 44% said it ends Thursday. 28% said Elite Eight. 28% said Final Four. Okay. No one believes they could win two more games to go to the... That's all it takes, to win two more games. Do what you've already done, and you're in the national championship. Any given day, or whatever the basketball phrase is. I'm, I'm just going to be Final Four. You're into the Final Four. Um, at 33-3 and three this season, should FAU really be considered a Cinderella story? Yes or no? Yes. 76% said yes. Ooh! They didn't have a chance to hear me explain why. That's Stone. I'm Brother Love. I'm back at four, live for the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Have a wonderful afternoon. I'll see you at four on ESPN 106.3.